0: the auction community studios on this wednesday morning it is wolf and luke i'm luke what's going on wolf what's
2: up luke how you doing man
0: good i've uh, got this chair that for some reason was like 10 feet in the air it's like one of those unicycles that they ride at the circus. Yeah, that's... Got
2: it, got it down to eight feet, so that's great. That probably was the chair I used yesterday. Oh, well, Because that's what I like. I How like it when, when your legs are hanging in the air. Well, I like that.
0: I'm like jammed into the ceiling right now, so we're off to a good start. Uh, it is raining outside in case you um, are wondering if you're still in Phoenix. I don't know what's going on out there. Yes. But the Suns get to renew their rivalry with the Lakers tonight, and... Uh,
2: I'm ready for it. Hopefully they're ready for it. Yeah, you have to wonder immediately, what what do you expect to see tonight, Bay I mean, That is a question that we'll start with right now. Anger. anger what do you mean? I just expect to see anger at this point. You expect to see anger from the Suns? Yeah,
0: it, I I think that they have looked like a frustrated team lately. I don't know that, you know, whatever you want to say, if, it's, if you want to say officiating is going to be an issue, if you just want to say there's going to be some frustration because right now, Right now, your team is Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and a bunch of bench guys are going yeah. into L.A. to play a Lakers team that is currently a half game out of the play-in tournament. Yes. They, they need the win. You've owned the Lakers lately. What is it? Eight and one in your last nine. <laughs> You've won six in a row overall. You're two and oh against them this year. Um... Hopefully we see that anger parlayed into another Suns win, because they also kind of need a win right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: this one, uh, you know, honestly, um, for a game that, um, I don't know, it, it, it does mean an awful lot for the Suns, but I, I think it means a whole lot more for the Lakers than it does for the Suns it does. right now. And because of that, I think you're going to see a desperate Lakers team tonight. I think you are going to see desperation from the Lakers. And that's a weird thing to say. It is. When you think of the Lakers, of course, no LeBron. LeBron's not playing tonight. We all know that. Yeah, but you've got AD, and AD has been playing, even though he's been listed as questionable <laughs> or doubtful over the last nine games that I looked at. Um, he's played in all of them but one. And you were talking a little bit earlier, as a matter of fact, in pre pre show prep, you were saying how many games? I don't is know exactly better it, than that.
0: It's it's more than ten. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but for the most part, he's been. Playing since late January, other than in like a back to back. Yeah, so I, okay, I, I'll get well. you the exact number during the break. But the bottom line is he's playing, and other his last game out was you know, it was all right, fifteen and eleven against Orlando, and he had an eight game or eight point nine rebound game against Toronto sure. back on March tenth. But otherwise, it's pretty consistently like thirty five and seventeen. He had a thirty and twenty two in there. He had a thirty and fifteen. Right. I mean he's he's been a problem for the opposition, and that is something to take note of since DeAndre Ayton's not playing tonight
2: yeah i'm looking more at the you know what is more recent a little bit i think more three four weeks somewhere in that vicinity but in nine games he has played he has played in all but one of those so he's starting to get healthy and by the way he's still the force that he's always been he is He's back up over two blocks, averaging over two blocks per game. He's averaging almost 13 rebounds per game, 26 points per game. AD is back in regard to being productive again. Um, yeah, he may not move the same base in earnings. He may not have the same skill set as he once had, but he is still very, very productive, extremely effective, an excellent basketball player, Ron Wolfley reporting. But the Lakers tonight are going to be desperate. And without DA, I worry about that. He's uh, Anthony Davis has played 21 of their last
0: 24 games, which for him is like an Ironman streak. But he's also, I mean, look, the knock on Anthony Davis has never been that he's not good when he plays. He's one of the most dangerous players in the league. So the Suns are going to have their hands full with him tonight. And I do think, as much as everybody hates to hear it, that the Lakers made some decent under-the-radar moves at the trade deadline. Now, let's not get crazy here. They're still outside of the play-in tournament, so they still have their issues. But I don't know that they're the... I don't want to say pushover because anytime you have LeBron, you're not a pushover, but sort of the pushover they have been earlier this season and, and even last year. I just, it's, it's not an easy game as maybe you would have thought two months ago for the Suns. Sure. It, and, and yes, you're 100% right. The Lakers are the more desperate team. For all the ups and downs the Suns have had over the last
2: couple of weeks, they're still in the four spot. But
0: that, that buffer is getting eaten
2: up real quick. Yeah, and the Lakers once again, six and four over their last ten games, Basinonians, and ten and six over their last sixteen games. They are playing better. And they got guys that are motivated. They are. And you heard Monty Williams yesterday actually talking about the defense and how well the Lakers are defending. That's the one thing they're doing. They're out there and they're playing hard. They're defending. Well, you know what? I think a lot of that has got to do with the desperation of this team. And a lot of guys that I think are really trying to prove something. Yeah, I think over the last few seasons, A.D. gets dismissed an awful lot. He does. I think just in terms of, you know, well, when he's healthy, he's healthy. He's yeah. one of the best. But I think a lot of people have been looking down their nose, metaphorically speaking, at AD. And I think he's kind of on a mission, if you will. Well, it's his team right now, it's too. With totally no his team. There's no doubt about it. But I also think D'Angelo Russell as well. There's another guy who's trying to prove it. They've got guys that are out there trying to prove it. And LeBron James, of course, when he gets back, hopefully for the lakers if you're thinking if you're a lakers fan hopefully they're going to be in that play-in tournament but man right now they're out
0: it it is crazy that they're still on the outside looking in in fact the lakers and the pelicans i mean this is how just ridiculous the western conference has been and how much the pelicans have underachieved but both those teams right now wolf if the season ended wouldn't even make a play-in tournament i mean that's unbelievable that, and that is and the teams that are in the play in tournament now Oklahoma City, Dallas, Minnesota and Utah. No, it can all change. It can change tonight. I mean, if if the Suns can't beat the Lakers, they're they're going to be back in the play-in tournament, and the Suns are going to be dropping towards the play-in tournament. <laughs> um, so this is this is one. You know, the Suns they got to have it, just not for the standings, but I I would say ultimately, uh, just for not morale, but like let's let's start feeling like the Suns again yes. here. Okay. You know? Yeah. Here's uh, here's Devin Booker talking about the situation Phoenix finds itself in.
3: Obviously, more home court advantage. Uh... Honestly, if that's not the case, I'm fine, too. You know, just, you know, I don't think you want to be in the play-in. I think they're mad in the play-in. You know, kind of dice things up. Or, um, it's a one-game thing, but,
2: you know, we just we just want to be there. It to yeah, me the planes dicey. It's yeah, is <laughs> Especially it re- because I don't know. Maybe your one of your players rolls his ankle in, in warm up. Warm-up.
0: Isn't it refreshing to hear somebody over there say that though? And Booker always just kind of says it the way it is. Yeah. I mean, even James Jones when he was on with Burns and Gambo, and we, you know had those comments. It was kind of like, yeah, you know, we don't want to be in a plane, but we'll take whatever whatever the path is. It's like, yeah, I get it, and that's probably a good attitude to have. But the reason the best teams in basketball tend to get to at least the conference finals, if not win the whole thing, is because it's best of seven. When you get to a best of one, anything weird can happen. Devin Booker could be in foul trouble in the first half. You could be playing the Lakers, and they could have LeBron and AD healthy for
2: one game. You don't want to be in the play-in. Yeah, and not only that, too. When you look at the Lakers right now, according to Tankathon, (laughs) I love Tankathon. If, ever a, so if ever a website summarizes according where we are as sports thon. fans it's in right. 2023. Look, according to Tankathon, the Lakers have the seventh easiest schedule remaining of the 10 games they've got right now. They have the seventh easiest schedule remaining. The Suns have the sixth toughest remaining. Now that's this according to Tankathon. I know you may have looked at something else, but Tankathon says they're number six. I, I the thing I looked at yesterday had them having the toughest
0: schedule among the 10 playoff teams in oh, the there you Conference. go Conference not okay. the whole league yeah. okay there you go uh, alright is your bracket busted don't worry Madness Maniacs you still have a shot at $500 just text BUCKS to six we'll send you a link to fill out your 16 team bracket that's BUCKS to six twenty six twenty. it's the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center when we come back Cardinals did make a few moves in free agency yesterday we'll get into what those potentially mean for this roster next it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports the local sports leader <laughs> and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, a couple moves for the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. Antonio Hamilton's back, one-year deal. L.J. Collier, former Seahawk, one-year deal. Yeah. Dennis Daly, offensive lineman, two-year deal. So they must really like him, giving him a two-year deal.
2: Dennis Daly, yeah. You know, it was interesting to me, base Arneons, because, again, we were talking about the fact that these signings that you see in the offseason, this is going to be a fingerprint, if you will, metaphorically speaking, of Monte Austin Ford and the rebuild that is going on with the Arizona Cardinals and what it is that they are doing. Again, I continue to believe they are raising the floor. They're trying to raise the floor as opposed to raising the ceiling. Now, raising the floor is not a great way to win a lot of games, base but it is a great way to establish your culture. And that's what I believe they're doing. Nobody's told me this. I want to stress that enough. This is just me looking from the outside in. Nobody has told me this, but to me, they're trying to establish their culture more than anything else so that they can win. Now, listen, if they win games this year, do you think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be okay with that? Let's just say Kyler Murray is back. Hey, he's ready to go week one. He's well, ready to go. That, you think they're going to be okay with winning now?
0: Yes. yes. If Kyler Murray is okay to go week one, though, I I, I think they're going to not have regret, but, but think that maybe they could have done more this offseason. Because you're doing it, like we talked about yesterday, with the assumption he's not going to be ready week one. Now, if he is, though, what you just said I think is important to discuss because... There is a lot of uh, thought out there that, oh, the Cardinals don't want to win next year, and that's why they're doing this. They want another high draft pick. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that doesn't happen in the NFL unless there's a couple weeks left and you need a quarterback. The Cardinals have a quarterback. Sure. So I, I don't buy the, like, well, they want another top three pick next year. I really don't think that's the plan. It might happen, no. but I don't think it's the
2: plan. No, I think you're right on that. I Again, this is a strategy that they're using right now. Is it going to work? We have no idea. But raising the floor as opposed to raising the ceiling, I've been talking a lot about this, but this is what is going on. I look at Dennis Daly by way of example right here. A two-year contract. contract. Contract with a former Tennessee Titan. Guess what the Tennessee Titans do with their offensive line, ladies and gentlemen? I've seen them actually do it up close and personal. When the Arizona Cardinals practiced against the Tennessee Titans, I was there watching them. And this offensive line is very, very physical. Dennis Daly comes from a very physical scheme. They mix a lot of the gap schemes with the zone schemes of today. And Dennis Daly is a guy that is going to come in here. He's not going to play left tackle. He isn't a tackle to me. Dennis Daly, to me, is a guard, and I think he's going to be a, a person that will compete for that left guard position in training camp. I think they're going to open it up. Unless I miss my bet, they're going to open it up at left guard and center, maybe, even center, for competition. Right now, this tells me Dennis Daly is going to compete for the left guard.
0: Am I reading too much into the fact that you brought him up first, that that's the one you're most interested in?
2: I am, and the reason being is because of where he comes from and the type of offense the Tennessee Titans run. That is Monty Asenfort's old team. It's Monty Asenfort's old team, and it's a very physical brand of football. And when you hear Jonathan Gannon talking about violence and how physical things are going to be, and we're going to put Kyla Murray under center more, um, I'm thinking of offenses like the Cleveland Browns. That blend the old and the new better than anyone else, maybe outside of Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans are the other team that does it. I, I, you know, again, it's scheme to me. It says scheme, scheme, scheme. And I want an aggressive scheme because that's what it starts with a thought that says, we're going to come off the ball and blow you off the ball. You have to say that. You have to think that before you can actually do it.
0: It's funny how differently we're approaching this because of those three moves yesterday. And I hear what you're saying. And if you want to talk scheme, then yeah, that 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 is more encouraging. And I I give a little bit of um, credence to the fact that just like with uh, Zach Pascal, that he had the uh, the sort of connection to Jonathan Gannon, that obviously Dennis Daly has that connection to Monty Austin for it. The one that interested me yesterday though is L. J. Collier, who hasn't oh, been good, ooh, interesting. but <laughs> but there's an there's an upside move there. I mean, Dennis Daly has struggled too, but at least you're signing guys well, now that have upside yeah, yeah.
2: especially lj collier You're talking about first round pick just a couple years ago sure dennis daly struggled at a position i don't think he ought to be playing and that is left tackle well, that's, he's not going to be left tackle but for, I,
0: I only say that to say it's yeah. not like they went out and signed a bunch of sure things yesterday they signed some oh, upside totally. guys
2: uh, dude, listen no, no i'm i'm with you on that one right there what's really interesting um you talk about some of the guys that they did go out and sign in Collier from the Seattle Seahawks. That's the one that has my attention because we've seen our own Robert Camdici here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Collier was to the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. Now, he wasn't taken, you know, again, you think about it, Robert Camdici should have been taken in the top five. When he came out in that draft, he should have been drafted in the top five. It was only because the whispers were out about Robert Kimdeechi and him not having the motor that you want. Wasn't that the Laramie Tunsel draft too? That was a weird draft night. I think was that was. It, the, was it? I think it was. It, it may have been. Yes, it may have been right there. But you had Robert Kimdeechi, who should have been taken in the top five when it comes to his athleticism. And his upside on a football field and how he played in games that um, he was interested in. (laughs) Um, It was a scary proposition. He should have been taken in the top five. He was taken 29 by the Arizona Cardinals. He has
0: six total solo tackles the last two years. So, again, I'm not saying, oh, they went out and got a Hall of Famer, but this... Building on the conversation we had, yeah, the conversation we had yesterday, though, Wolf, where you're saying they're going to bring guys in for a year. To me, this move makes a lot more sense. You bring him in for a year. He has a chance to sort of jumpstart his career. If he does, you keep him, right? And maybe you get a little bit of a discount because you gave him a shot when other teams weren't. Did you see what his agent said on Twitter? I did not about Seattle. Okay, so on the way out, Aaron Wilson. um, (laughs) Well, Aaron Wilson tweeted this out. Scott Castellini is his agent to uh, L. J. about L. J. Collier going to the Cardinals. Quote: Our main objective was getting L. J. to the right team, right coaching staff, and right scheme. Look at what they did last year in Philadelphia. They played upfield. Jonathan Gannon is what you want in a coach. Unquote. Wow okay so I don't know if that's that's being viewed in Seattle as a, a shot at the Seahawks which hey that's another <laughs> bonus point for LJ but that
2: really what it is 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 somebody talking up Jonathan Gannon is what it is yeah no you're, you're right about that you're talking about a guy who's a 2019 first round pick and here he goes after four years that means they did not pick up his fifth year option of course here comes LJ Collier I love this signing give the guy a chance yeah let him go out and prove that you know what um, I, I needed a reset button to get my attention, and maybe this is it right here. It's very interesting when you go back and you look at him. He wasn't very productive last season. In fact, I would say last season is what got him gone as a first-round pick. The, the lineman's one full season in 2020 was his best as a pro. He recorded three sacks. He had 22 tackles. Or he did. He did well in 2020. But after that, he was a bust his rookie year in 2019. And then 2021, he was a bust again. And finally, in 2022, he produced, I I think, seven tackles in eight games. Yeah. The the numbers haven't been there. So, so again, he showed that he's capable, and then he, he receded. And you have to ask the question, Why? So now this is the reset button that maybe Collier needed. But that just the philosophy of it makes a lot more sense to me than just signing
0: guys that it almost feels like you're just signing to have a full roster. If you sign LJ Collier and it doesn't work out, big deal. What have you lost, right? I mean that to me fits more into what you were saying yesterday. You don't know when Kyler's going to play. There's a lot of uncertainty this year. You're you're in a rebuild, so why not bring in some guys that you might that other teams may have given up on too soon or they were yeah, in the wrong spot. Sure. If, if L J Collier doesn't work out, nobody's going to be talking about it a year from now. But if it does, you may have just
2: found somebody, and those are the kind of guys that you can plug in there. Right, but once again, just to your point right there, L J Collier is Exhibit Z now. As to the fact that this is a—you are rebuilding. You're signing these—you're signing him? Okay, yeah, but you're not counting on L.J. Collier. but there's— You're not counting on him.
0: Some guys, it feels like you're—like, L.J. Collier at least feels like you bought a a lottery ticket, right? Some guys, it just feels like you bought a saltine cracker, and you're just like, we're just filling the spot. There's something there with L.J. Collier, potentially. And if there isn't, it didn't cost you anything. That, that to me, is—I mean— you got to swing for the fences in the draft, obviously, but a move like this, okay, maybe it doesn't work out. But what if it does? What if he is? What if he is first round talent, and
2: you just got him basically for nothing? Yeah. You, well, then you're going to put that in the positive column for the most <laughs> part, right now. But Dennis Daly again, here's a guy that I think is going to compete for the left guard in the starting guard position. I think he's going to compete. We'll see how that goes. I, they didn't bring him in here to play tackle. Now he can be a backup. Of course, he can. Played what 17 games as a back, he's also
0: only 26. And again, the connection to Monty Austin Fort, I'm not saying Dennis Daly is going to be good, but Monty Austin Fort, if if there was something to see behind the scenes, Monty's the one that would have seen it. You know, it's not like they just pulled some guy from Green Bay and they're like, Hey, hopefully this works out. So we'll see. I, I was I was cautiously encouraged by a couple of the moves yesterday. It was nice to see Antonio Hamilton come back. We can get more into what the that one year means. deals, the
2: prove it deals is the season. Yeah, They're out there.
0: Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. at 620-620 right now. We come back. The Suns back at it against the Lakers tonight, and that means it's game day with K-Ray. Kevin Ray of Bally Sports will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke brings the bull head Bodies on his way to the rack. Sons, game day with
3: K Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm
0: ready for whatever. All right, we got Suns Lakers tonight from L. A. Phoenix trying to get out of this one and four stretch that they are in. Anytime it's a game day on a weekday, Wolf, we get game day with K. Ray. Two years running now, it's been it's almost so cool. a week. It's been we haven't talked to, to Kevin Ray since last Thursday. Oh my goodness, Doesn't it just feel, your life just feels more empty. That's,
2: it does. Yeah, but now he's back. Yeah, what a great thing that K. Ray's <laughs> back.
0: K. Ray joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, K. How's it going, man? Happy game day, fellas. It
1: has been a minute.
0: It it has. Um, Let me ask you, the Oklahoma City game, does it make it easier or harder to call a game when everybody on one team has the same name?
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it makes it interesting. That is for sure. Uh You know, I, I feel for the Oklahoma City broadcasters because they got they got to do eighty two games of that. So. <laughs> but you know, they they've all got the nickname. You got J Dub, uh, J Will, and uh, and a shout out to J to uh, J Dub because it's a young man that uh with his play has you know put himself in position to get some votes for you know rookie of the year uh and this is a kid that uh you know local product so shout out to him but yeah. uh but yeah it's, it's, it's a good young team and sons trying to bounce back tonight here in la
2: so sons at lakers k where do you start on this what, what do you expect to see
1: Well, you know, uh, I expect to see another night uh, with lineup shuffling because of the absences of DeAndre Ayton and, you know, Kevin Durant. But that's been, you know, look, that's been the story really all season long, guys. Uh, You know, Monty Williams and the coaching staff have had to, you know, go into games and matchups looking and saying, you know, okay, now we got, we got to go with this combo. And how's that going to impact our bench rotation? Um, and look, that's, you know, as a coach, that's what you sign up for. Uh, you, you'd love to to be able to start the same lineup, even 90% of your game, but that's not reality. You know, what, what you hope and need to see, and I don't really have any doubt about it, but a, a team that takes the floor focused and hungry and locked in defensively because, really, that's where – that's where the majority of the issues have, uh, you know, have surrounded this team with the the defensive breakdowns, uh, a team that was so consistent defensively, most all of last season and and early stretches of this year. And back in that January run, uh, just for whatever reason has, has just kind of, you know, come apart at the seams at the the wrong possible Mm -hmm. times.
0: Kevin Ray of Valley Sports joining us. It's game day with K Ray. Uh, K Devin Booker said the other day that they have some things to clean up. And, and to me, um, that, that starts on the bench. I mean, that, that, that has been the most disappointing thing of this stretch for me, other than not getting to watch KD play yet, really, especially at home. It's just the fact that nobody has really consistently stepped up outside of those big four guys to maybe claim some minutes. Has, has anybody done that in your mind or at least shown some signs?
1: no and and you're right uh you know we we always get caught up in examining the starters and you know what the starters are doing but you know let's be honest you know when you're talking about uh Playoff success, and that's really where you know I think we're all trying to focus is, is playoff success with this team. But for whatever reason, there's just not been that consistent stretch of you know several games that, that you can point to. You know, I, I was hopeful that campaign had had uh, kind of turned a corner with back-to-back double-digit scoring games and everything, and Cam, you know, really struggled there Sunday against Oakland the city uh, and I was able to you know rebound the ball and and also deliver a few assists but you know to me, and Eddie talks about it all the time, look, as a, as a bench unit, you know, they don't necessarily expect you to build on any kind of a lead, uh, but they do expect you to not give up leads, and, and that's what we saw on Sunday afternoon, unfortunately. It was just that bench group that came in in a disastrous first, like, four-plus minutes of the fourth quarter, which just completely shifted the momentum of the game, and you know, I, I wish I had an easy answer as to why, because they've all individually had their moments, but just collectively uh, have not been able to to put it together.
2: So, Kay, reportedly AD is going to play tonight, and DA is not going to play tonight, of course. What might that look like?
1: Well, uh, you know, you've got a, a player in Anthony Davis, and, you know, everybody knows what he is capable of. And, and it's really unfortunate, you know, the timing of the injury here with, with D.A. because he has he has historically played pretty well and matched up against Davis. Mm-hmm. And, and he has made, you know, Anthony Davis really have to work on the, you know, the offensive end to score the ball. So that's really where you're going to miss, you know, DeAndre, uh, the back end of that defense. And, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see, you know, how LA chooses to play this with DA being out tonight for the Suns. I mean, does Anthony Davis become a heavy focal point, you know, early in the game? Uh, so I'll be very curious to see how he is, you know, how he's able to do that. But, you know, Suns fans don't need to be reminded of, of what this guy is capable of. I mean, he has hung some monstrous numbers, uh, on the Suns games, uh, and you take DA out of the middle of that defense and would certainly potentially open up the dam for him.
0: Kevin Ray of Bally Sports joining us for game day with Kay Ray. Uh, You know, Kay, Devin Booker said yesterday, what I think a lot of us are are thinking, you you don't want to fall into that play in. Now, for as as up and down as this has been, they're still in the four seed. They really they haven't actually dropped. But do you (laughs) sense a sense of urgency from this team that it's not just, hey, we can't wait for the playoffs. You got some games here that, that suddenly mean something in the standings.
1: Yeah. And look, I mean, you look at the standing Luke and, and you got to believe every team is approaching like that. Uh, I mean, we were talking this morning at breakfast, just like, you know, a, a, a three game slide and the Suns just experienced that. Fortunately, some of those teams around them were not able to capitalize, but a three or four game slide, and you can go from not just fourth, but you could go from fourth to out of the play-in picture. And so, it really makes every night tenuous and and meaningful and i'm sure you know for for Adam Silver and the NBA offices, they, they are loving this you know, nightly battle. I mean, because we are, we are heading into the home stretch here, guys. Ten games remaining yeah. for the Suns team. So it makes every game meaningful. You've got these games last night. You look at the Clippers having lost last night. Oklahoma City beat them. Oklahoma City stays here. They'll take on the Lakers tomorrow night. So all of a sudden, too, as the fans, you start finding yourself rooting like Memphis against Dallas the other night. You know, Memphis was down double digits, and they came roaring back. And I'm watching that game, and I'm finding myself cheering for Memphis because – you know, you're not likely going to catch them, but you'd like to keep Dallas way down there in the play-in c- scenario. So that's that's the world we're living in, man.
2: So, okay any insight whatsoever on KD and whether it's going to be back <laughs> before the three weeks or after the three weeks? Yeah, just, Do you have any, yeah.
0: are, are you putting money down anywhere, Breaking okay? news you've been holding back from everybody else in America.
2: <laughs>
1: Well, you know, because, you know, we we're here in L.A. and, you know, L.A. is the home to not only Hollywood stars, but uh, but a lot of clairvoyance. So I do have an appointment scheduled with a clairvoyant today at one o'clock. Run if you um, do to, to see if in that crystal ball or her cards or tea leaves or, or whatever it is she's got going, if I can get any insight. But that's about as much as I got for you, brother. Thank you, Kay. Appreciate okay, you, man. Great
0: stuff, man. Take care.
1: All right, boys. Okay, have a good
0: brother. All right, that's Kevin Ray of Valley Sports joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. By the way, he said it at the beginning. How about Perry High School, Jalen Williams? And Brock Purdy. Yeah. What's going on over there? Wow. It's a it's a factory nice. for professional athletes. Indeed. Nice work. Perry High School over there. All right. Uh, when we come back, it was supposed to be just news about ASU, and that's mainly what it's going to be, but there's fairly significant U of A news that just came out in the last 15 minutes, too. So we'll get into that next. Some college basketball. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, this made me happy, and we're going to talk about the fact that ASU made some news yesterday, but I'm just going to throw this out there because it just happened in the last couple of minutes. Uh, Kirk Kreese transferring away from U of A, per a lot of different sources on the internet. You're wow. so shocked you turned your microphone It's amazing
2: off. right there. <laughs> When you've got my voice, you have to clear your throat often. Oh, Apparently, that can be problematic. Trust me on that. Well, the guy um, who's, uh, who's who's named after Steve Kerr and played at U of A
0: and would wear Kerr on the back of his jersey, yeah, is now just leaving U of A. Okay, just leaving the U of A right there. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. Okay. Um, I'm sure they'll be Pass able to replace. Me the Kleenex. So. <laughs> Sorry, we're out. Uh, ASU, this, this actually did make me happy yesterday, though, because I wasn't totally sure this was going to happen. ASU gives Bobby Hurley a two-year extension, and they did it quickly, Wolf. I mean, ASU, that, that game against TCU was just last Friday, so what? And by the time they gave them the extension yesterday, it's like four days? Uh, They didn't waste any time, and I wasn't totally sure what to think of them if they were going to ask him to just coach without uh, an extension beyond this upcoming season. If he was going to look at Providence or wherever, you hear his name uh, linked, especially the Providence one, because that would have meant coaching against his brother at least twice a year at UConn. But instead, he's already back, and I I feel good about it.
2: Well, life is about perspective right there. It's so funny because you look at this and you think, wow, yeah, you're amazed how quick they moved. I thought they were actually dragging their feet a little bit. Dragging their feet a little bit on this one. And I think my thought on that is proven by the fact they only signed him to a two-year extension. I, I, for me... You're bringing me down. No, I'm just saying, for me right now, I think there may have been a little dragging of the feet on this with Bobby Hurley. And I think Bobby Hurley has earned the right to see if he can stabilize this program and get them in the tournament on a yearly basis. I do, and I think he's capable of that, and he's earned that right, and I'm glad they went ahead and extended him two years. I'm glad. But I don't see this as a massive endorsement. By ASU. Well, and and that's 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 my point.
0: Okay, but I guess I was coming at it from the perspective of you don't know how well Bobby Hurley and Ray Anderson get along for you know other reasons, and now he's locked in for three years because he's still got this year plus the two year extension. Now I get how it works in college basketball. In two years, we're going to be in the same position, and and his name may come up for other jobs again. But two
2: years is not four.
0: It's not. But I just I was worried that we weren't going to get any, and it was going to get weird, and they were going to be scrambling for a coach. And I'll go back to what I said on Monday. And and you know, you and I talked about this even last week. It's not like Bobby Hurley is the best coach in college basketball. I'm not not saying he is, but there's still an upward trajectory there. And I liked I, a, he gives the, the program's notoriety. Let's just call it the way it is. He's one of the most famous college basketball players ever. Um, now you talk about the fact that the team has made, the program has made the tournament three of seven years, plus his eighth year. They would have made it too. If not for the pandemic, it's at least it's a but step in the right count, direction. You have to count that as far as I'm concerned, counted as, as making the tournament. Yeah, yeah I, I do, but yes. I know a lot of people say no. And that's that's fine if you say no, but you can't count that as a year he coached then either. You can't say, "Well, he didn't make the tournament." Exactly.
2: What are you doing? It's either three and seven or four and eight. It's it's not three and eight. See, I like a couple of things on this. Basically, I mean, number one, I, I like the fact that Dr. Crow and Ray Anderson are managing their expectations, meaning themselves. If this is this is ASU basketball, this isn't UCLA. Would you agree with that statement? Uh, yeah. UCLA's won how many titles? Yes, Maybe this is just the real. U of A. It isn't. The U of A's won how many titles? One. Um
0: this One. extension less than San Francisco University. Let me ex- just remind you of that.
2: Yes, okay, thank you. Yeah, you're well, welcome. This extension is an acknowledgement of that truth. Because it's a two year extension. That's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're admitting the fact that we're going to give him the opportunity. Yeah. We're going to give him the opportunity. He should. If you were looking at it and saying, you know what? We're much better than this. We are so much well, better than this. That's how you this. get yourself in this trouble. Is exactly right. So they're managing their expectations. Because, and I like that, that they are. That they're saying, Hey, listen, you know, we got to look at ourselves here and just how real is this program? How, how, how steady is this? How, how stable? Are we really the school? We think, are we the sleeping giant? So many people imagine us to be or not. And this tells me or not. Right here, that's fine. Uh, it's it's or and not. I like that because it's, it's based in reality. It's not admitting defeat. It's
0: based in reality, like you just said. It's let's try to build something here. Now, look, if they if the next three years they make the first four once in those next three years, then okay, he's probably not going to be the coach in four years here. But if this is something where they're going to be in the tournament, even two of the next three years, that is a lot better. Yes, than it was I'm before. I'm with you on
2: that, Luke. Um, so I am with you on that.
0: The, the, Dealing in reality part is huge because, look, I went to ASU, obviously. U of A is, it, it's, be, it's a much better basketball program. It has yes. been, historically. Do you know now, the fight song, though? Uh, yes, Can I do. I'm, no, I'm not, not going to sing the fight song. Okay, you not going to do it.
2: I, I... I mean, I, I I put myself out there on a regular basis. That's a mistake by you. <laughs>
0: Are you kidding me? I mean, there it, will be no singing on this these airwaves.
2: Okay, but it's all right. Luke's not going to go full on thespian. That's fine.
0: Not uh, not when it comes to singing. Not okay, today. You got to right. be in the mood to sing badly and drive all the listeners away. I'd well, like to keep the listeners because we have some like good bad guests bad coming dancing, up today. Yeah,
2: bad dancing. Uh, you know, I I engage in bad dancing only only of course with the Warrior That's Queen. Fine. But bad dancing is so bad singing, of course. Uh, For me, though, it's not just about the perspective of Dr. Crow and Ray Anderson and managing their expectations. But I also like the fact that they didn't give him a four-year extension. I I also would have felt about that 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 they didn't give him a four-year extension. It doesn't mean they won't over the course of the next couple of seasons. But you know what? (laughs) Not not yet. Yeah, I kind of like the fact that the powers that be manage their expectations, but they also let Coach Hurley know they expect more.
0: Yeah, and I want to go back to what I was saying before the fight song of U of A has been the much better program. I'm not going to deny that, but you don't you don't then just say, "Well, U of A won a title 26 years ago, so they're always going to be better." I mean, if you're ASU, you should be trying to catch them. I'm not trying to pile on U of A, but what have they really done in the tournament in the last? Yeah. They've Their last final four. Their last final four. Do you know when it was? It was 22 years ago. That's the last time U of A was in the final four. So in terms of ruling the state, yes. In terms of being able to get recruits, yes. In terms of nationally, they're not Duke or North Carolina or Kansas. They're not They're not in that range anymore because they've won one title and it was 26 years ago. Yeah. So uh, the only reason I'm saying that is if you're ASU, you should be trying to move towards catching them. And I know on March 22nd of 2023, that sounds ridiculous, but it sounds a lot more ridiculous if you're starting over with an unknown coach. Whereas now you're keeping your coach that was building something and will see where it goes. And are you gonna catch U of A next year? No. But could you beat him again? You just beat him this year. Bobby yeah. Hurley's
2: beaten U of A a few times. Yes, no, I no, listen once again, you know I'm a Bobby Hurley fan. That's the reason why I like the fact they've extended him, but I also like the fact they said, you know, there's a little asterisk here as well. We expect more. We'll give you a two year extension. I like that. I I think Bobby Hurley has earned the right to continue to dig this program out and see where it goes. Uh, I think he honestly has earned that right, and I'm glad to see they're supporting him. At the same time, they sent the Sicilian message, if you know what I mean. Hey, we we want to extend you. We understand and value you, but we expect more. Never forget that.
0: Uh, here's Hurley on Selection Sunday on how he has evolved as a coach.
3: Um, I mean, I think that I have a better feel for who i am really and and uh you know what i value I, I think i've worked on on trying to be um a little less volatile and and just keeping my composure more and let my guys feed off a, a more compo- composed version of myself i mean i i still get after it and very passionate and and will still from time to time stray with the officials but uh I, I've worked hard on that just to to be more rock solid, and I, I, you know, all year when we've been down, man, I've been telling these guys we're going to win, we're going to come, we're going to find a way to win, we're going to come back, and 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 we believe in each other. So it's pretty special to have a group that you know that is uh, that believes in what we're doing.
0: It would be cool, and I know all three of them lost in the first round, but yeah. wouldn't it be cool to consistently get? U of A, ASU, and GCU in the tournament. Each oh yeah,
2: year. Oh, it'd be awesome. Of course, where that's at
0: least the norm. Yes, and then you know, occasionally only two are going to get in. GCU's path's a little bit tougher in that conference, but it would be it would be nice to turn this into
2: more of a college basketball state. You got to keep your composure. <laughs> I'm not sure how much he keeps love his composure, that. but yeah, it was kind of like yesterday when we were talking about <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel oh my goodness I was so good right there go keep find your
0: composure that video is out there on twitter i believe i'm pretty right. sure rick tweeted that i gotta take a look at that during the break all right uh, we come back officiating has been a big topic of conversation around the phoenix suns and one of their players had interesting comments about it yesterday we haven't heard from this guy in a while but uh play some audio from landry Shamit and react to what he had to say next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader